with alcohol, we're all ballerinas. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Megan 1. And I'm Megan 2. Friends who found each other at the Gilmore Girls reunion and formed the 6am crowd. We'll be talking about bunheads while drinking our faces off. You're listening to (laughs) Stumbling Ballerinas. everyone for joining us as you can see we're back a lot quicker than usual uh but with good reason we're not actually discussing a normal episode tonight instead we have a special guest uh we are happy to welcome caitlin jenkins who played uh hey Bettina <laughs> boo on stumbling ballerina uh, not on stumbling ballerinas on bunheads um hi hi we had drinks with dinner we did have drinks with dinner <laughs> clearly oh I didn't know that. You should have said that earlier. <laughs> hey, man, sometimes we pregame, you know? It's all it's all for our art. We suffer for our art. <laughs> I mean, you're I welcome to play Boo on Stumbling. I completely understand. <laughs> so, well, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. We're so happy to have you, um, and we are so excited to hear more about, you know, your experience. Um, but just thank you so much for joining us. It's really an honor and a privilege. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, so uh, instead of our usual format where we watch an episode, we'll actually uh, be going around and doing um, a bit of a one-on-one conversation with Caitlin with a few drinks and uh, just discussing her time with Amy Sherman Palladino, with Sutton Foster, her time on Bunheads, and everything in between. Yes, I'm so excited. So to start it off, we're going to, you know, we can act like this is a little bit of a cocktail party, a cocktail hour with our friends. Um, so everybody, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, Megan won. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, well, the Megans went to dinner before this and I had, um, what did I have? You had a beer. I, I know it was a beer. It you wasn't, eight, they didn't have, had <laughs> they didn't have the on one draft. I ordered. You yeah, had, the 805. They didn't have the one I ordered. Was it? Was it a special special occasion? No. <laughs> it was pre-gaming for the Kickback podcast. all the time. It was a Friday. Oh, cool. cool. <laughs> uh, Sounds like a right, good reason. Yeah. So right now I have some vodka and um, black cherry seltzer. Ooh, tasty. It is. Not a ton of vodka, but it's yummy. So, uh, Megan, too, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, So, like Megan said, we went to dinner, and at dinner I had a lemon drop martini, which was apparently pretty strong. So, I've switched switched to Dr. Pepper. Sounds delicious. I'm being boring now. (laughs) No, that sounds amazing. Dr. Pepper's my favorite. Oh, mine, too. I love Dr. Pepper. (laughs) It's the best. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like the bomb. <laughs> and Caitlin, uh, are you drinking with us tonight? What are you imbibing in, if anything? Um, I'm actually, <laughs> I am, I am going to be drinking some Smirnoff ice. So pretty, pretty mellow <laughs> considered to everything else. But I think I may go out later tonight. So we'll see. 
Smirnoff Ice was my drink of choice for the longest time. So that brings me back, and me I, I totally appreciate right. that. <laughs> it's yeah, so it was definitely you know, it was get... definitely the thing that people just had in their dorms when I was in college. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's you know it's cheap, but it's still you know it's easy. It's just it's light, sure. so you know. And- it's bubbly, so you know. Yeah, what, what, and sometimes you don't want to have to put a whole drink together. It's nice <laughs> to be able to grab something out of the fridge, and it's very true. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. So I am actually and drinking. It's pretty hot over here. It's so hot. It is hot. Yeah, I'm actually based mm-hmm. in Connecticut. I'm the only one who's not on the West Coast, and it's actually pretty cool over here. The last couple, like last two weeks, it's actually been pretty cool. So. Uh. Um, I'm not experiencing the same thing. I'm so jealous. But then again, yeah. I'll be bitching when it's February and I'm freezing. You guys are like, oh, I'm wearing a tank top. I'm totally great. Yeah. So it all even true. You're, you're right. Good point. Good point. True that. <laughs> so I am drinking. I actually have a very weird combination of things. The other night I was, uh, uh, actually last night I was um, preparing for my other podcast and decided to grab a few drinks. And they had these weird little things on an end cap. They're, um, they're called uh, lemon Rita, lemon aid Rita, and there's a peach Rita. They're like these teeny little like marker Ritas. Yeah, but yeah, they're by Bud Light, but they don't have any Bud in them. It's weird, and they're tiny yeah. little cans, and they're actually really tasty. So I'm already done with the peach one tonight. Um, I just cracked open the lemon one, <laughs> and I also have a bottle of rosé just in case you know I get through these two. You I have to I be come prepared. prepared. Exactly. We're serious about our drinking on this podcast, in case you're curious. You guys are very serious artists, <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> we, we've, had some, we've had some interesting nights at the end of this, so uh, an interesting mornings, yeah. personally, for myself, where I was like, why? I do a podcast. Why am I so, so hungover? Um, so, yeah. So, and, you know, of course, anybody who listens to our show knows that our tradition is we'll be posting pictures of our drinks on our social media accounts, so keep an eye out for those. So with that, I just wanted to kind of bust in with some of our questions for you. And first of all, Caitlin, we wanted to kind of explain to you really briefly about how we met, uh, because it does come into connection with uh, your, you know, why we're talking to you tonight. So we originally met, we were at the, all separately, we're at the ATX Festival in Austin, Texas, when Gilmore Girls had their reunion there a couple of years ago. Uh And um, how we ended up bonding, we'd kind of randomly met each other. Uh, The Megans knew each other beforehand, but a group of us had all kind of met each other because, um, and then bonded over the fact that um, we were sitting in the lobby kind of, you know, watching, you know, people watching and waiting for people from Mm -hmm. To come in, and Sutton Foster was there, and of Aww. course, adorable and wonderful, and the best yes. thing ever. She and is. she was so gracious, you know. She was, mm-hmm. you know, told us she was going to take a picture with us. Decided, um, told us she was going to come back. Came back, took the picture, and then told us she was going to be back again. And then she just kind of walked out the door, walked up the street, which was is Congress in uh, in Austin, right outside of the hotel that the, the reunion was taking place at. And then we didn't see her for hours. So we, you know, we were joking around about the fact that uh, Sutton Foster was missing, and maybe somebody should go look for her because everybody else. <laughs> All the other cast members were, you know, hanging out with each other and doing things. And Sutton Foster just kind of like went off on her own down the street. And we did not see her for quite a while. 
Um, so we have, you know, you'll hear it at the very end. We have a hat, uh, you know, a saying and the kind of a little mantra for our friendship. Um, because finally, when she did arrive back to the hotel, uh, we, you know, we were talking about how Sutton Foster is alive. So that's kind of <laughs> what we, we bonded over. Um, and, you know, we are originally Gilmore Girls fans that fell in love mm-hmm. with Bunheads, of course, because of Amy Sherman Palladino. Um, so, you know, we decided that from there we would create this podcast because Gilmore Girls is already done. People do podcasts about Gilmore Girls. Um, but we wanted to do something kind of we wanted a project uh, for all of us where we could geek out over Amy Sherman Palladino's work. And we figured Bunheads was the perfect way to do that. So oh, it's kind of, that's awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> Sun, actually, Sun Foster kind of brought us together, people who didn't really know each it's other. True. So, that's yeah. so cool. I mean, that's amazing what people can do, you know. I, I mean, just the littlest thing. You just you never know. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I'm so thankful, of course, that Sutton Foster just took off down the street because it meant I ended up with a friendship and a podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we've actually, we've literally spoken to each other every single day since that event happened. So it's really cool. No way. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> so when the next time you see Sutton Foster, please thank her for us. <laughs> I will. I will. Yeah, so... um. So yeah, were you a Gilmore Girls fan as well, or did you never, you never even watched the show before? I actually had never watched the show before I auditioned, um, because I wasn't allowed to, because when I was younger, I was only allowed to watch certain kind of shows, um, so I actually had never seen it. It was my mom thought it was a little too risque for me at my age. <laughs> but but um but yeah, I mean, I've seen episodes now and it, it's kind of cool to see all the different characters that she's brought in and out and and then, you know, the new one and I mean, it's just really fun to see everybody back in the, you know, and people from Bunheads too, and, you know, vice versa. So I I love that about Amy. I think that's amazing that she does that. And it must be really cool for you to, you know, have your first experience, obviously, be with Bunheads and then go back and watch Gilmore Girls and realize just how the fan base for Gilmore Girls took to Bunheads so completely because it has that same vibe. Oh, and yeah. you don't realize it unless you watch both of them and you realize it was kind of like, you know, these Gilmore Girls fans that had missed the show for eight years or so finally getting to come back home when Bunheads came on the air and we got to, you know, have Amy Sherman Palladino back in our lives. So that must be Yeah. Cool. Yeah, she's incredible. I mean, she really inspired me just as a woman I mean you know she's so strong-willed and I mean she she's an incredible writer and I mean her words are they're so beautiful and funny and so quick-witted oh my god they're quick (laughs) Um, was that hard for you to learn yeah, I struggled with that. Um, a lot of words, and she's very particular about the way, you know, they're said and everything, um, which is good. I mean, she should be, you know, to have it said right, you need to be. Um, and I completely respect her for it, you know. But, I mean, some of those monologues Sutton had to learn, I, I just was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that's not me. Because <laughs> I'll just be the bumbling idiot. I'll just be the dorky, goofy one, like, doing all the physicality. <laughs> like, those, I mean, like, those pages in the scripts, I I mean, they were like pages long and like she'd have like three or four of them in each episode. And I mean, you would only get a day or two to memorize them, you know, and and then you're shooting. So it was it was tough, you know. Yeah, I've decided my memory is shot. So there is no way in hell I could become an actor. So I'm glad I discovered (laughs) that 
about myself early on so I could give up that dream. <laughs> no, well, the, the thing I've learned about it, you just have to be really good about paraphrasing. That's probably terrible to say as an actor, but like, oh my gosh, like sometimes the lines and the spe- specificity, you know, of it, it's, it's incredible. And it's something that I constantly have to work on. It's not something that comes easy for me. So I've gotten better at it over the years, but you know, when you're first starting out, you're just kind of like, what? Okay. <laughs> I'll memorize these, but you know, it, it can be tricky. And so. an Amy Sherman Palladino show is quite the master class in that. So actually it probably works out well for you. Yeah. I remember he, her always saying, come on, Caitlin, faster, faster. You need to say it faster. She's like, can you say it faster? She's like, you're too slow. And then chop, chop, you know, we're, we're on a time schedule and, you know, different things like that was funny. Like all with love, you know, but yeah. I was like, okay. I felt like I was like, you know, in one of those horse races, like, so it was great, but, but yeah, it was fun. So what was it like, like a typical, typical day on set? If you guys were, were you guys in school and learning all the acting and the dancing and the choreography and all of that within like an yeah. typical schedule of like eight days? So I was actually over 18, so I did not have to, um, I did not have to do school on set, although I did a little bit because I was in college. By the time my thing had gotten picked up, I was taking some classes, and I still remember my teacher. <laughs> I hated math anyways, but um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry for, for people who liked it. And it was like college math, so it's even more boring. And, you know, of course, yep. I got on a low level. It's just it wasn't school wasn't my thing. Like, I mean, for people that it is, that's wonderful. But it just wasn't my thing, you know. Um, and he's like, well, you know, you could go do this show and it might, you know, take off or might not. He's like, or you could stay in school and be smart and, you know, not do that. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> like, that's, Tough that's choice. Really choice. Exactly. I was like, all right. He's like, but I'm not going to like, but I can do, you know, schooling on set. There's a teacher there and like, I can take my tests there and come to class when I'm not working. And, and then he was like, no, if you miss classes, I'm dropping you. And I'm like, all right, then I guess you're going to drop me because I'm not missing this opportunity <laughs> for a math class. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I think you made the right call. Two of my, yeah, I actually finished my public speaking class and I was able to finish my um, ethnic studies class. So that was fun. Um, I barely was in class towards the end, but I was just thankful they like understood my situation and, you know, they're nice. And then that was the end. I did not go to college after that. Um, but, you know, again, it's not my thing, but I'm glad I finished what I started, you know. But oh, um, yeah, absolutely. yeah. Yeah, um, and that was the first half of the season. The second half when we came back, I was like, no, there's no way. It was too crazy. I'm not even sure how I got through it the first time. Um, but Julia, she had to do schooling because she was still a minor. So she had to be schooled on set all the time. So I oh. know that was, like, tough for her. And it was, like, her senior year and, like, you know, when applications for colleges are due. And, you know, that was tough for her. Um I'd always try to, like, come and, like, bombard her uh, schooling sessions <laughs> and stop by. And she's like, oh, wait, you're going to get me in trouble. I was like, that's a good friend. Talk. <laughs> she's like, I know. And then she'd be like, oh, she's coming. Run. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> she I'm was going to fun. fail out of school. Thanks, Caitlin. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, she's such a hard worker. I loved her so much. Um, I mean, I loved everyone. You know, it was, it was a really great experience. Um, um, but a typical day, I kind of got off on a tangent there. Um, a typical okay, day, we do it all the time. 
It kind of depends what day of the week it is. You'd have to pick a day of the week for me, and then I could tell you because every day was different. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on what we did, if it, if we were dancing, it would be different. You know, if we were filming anything, um, just acting, or if we were on location, every day was so different. You know, there really weren't days that were the same. I think also because half of it was on set and then half of it was on location, um, kind of up by Malibu area. Mm -hmm. Um, but in the, in the forest area, um, but, um, if we started on a Monday, we would start really early. Um, at least for me, I'm not a morning person. I'm much better at night. Um, <laughs> Same <laughs> with you. Yeah, I think everyone would be more like that if we could, you know. But unfortunately, we have to live in a human society, so that doesn't always work for everyone. But um, yeah, we would start. Oh God, sometimes our calls again, depending on what we did. Um, I think my earliest call was like 4:50 a.m. or something. Or, oh. 5:50 a.m. something like that, and um, or was yeah it was something or something around there you know for hair and makeup and then call the set up by 6 a.m. and stuff so you know um, it was tough we had we had really long days everybody on that show worked their asses off I mean we if we weren't dancing you know and memorizing lines and then new scenes or rewrites and um, <clears throat> dealing with location you know. And just, you know, normal set stuff that people don't even think like, oh, there's a plane hold for like a half an hour until oh, it leaves. Yeah, right, and yeah. like things that like, you know, and sometimes they would go with it, but, you know, and take it out in post. But I mean, there's so many little things, you know, or continuity. And it's just, it's, there's a lot to hold you back. Um, so we'd start really early during the beginning of the week, but because of um, different kind of legal issues with the industry and just the uh, unions the actors unions and then also for the the crew um after we wrapped you have to have a certain amount of time you know to rest and stuff um so unless your call was forced or pushed you know um and sometimes that happened uh quite often um but yeah and then you have to you know drive back and then drive home so you know by the time you get home you get like six hours of sleep after line studying and everything so I mean it, it was tough um but I mean it's I mean when do you get to do that you know it's it's True. an incredible experience I mean I'd rather you know sleep when I'm dead and, <laughs> and, and like live my life you know and it's you know sometimes I'm like oh my god it's so early but then you get there and you, you know you're with people you love and you know you all have a common goal you know to get everything done and I think that made it really amazing well the hard work definitely showed I mean it was very obvious to the people watching the show that there was so much put into it you know clearly we're watching these dance performances put together that we know are you know you're learning choreography and you're learning lines and and marks and everything is just you know it it definitely came through in the finished product Um, yeah I'm glad I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, it's it's really interesting, especially with the nature of the show, the fact that clearly there were a group of very strong young ballet dancers who were also, you know, then obviously actors. You know, how did your how did you start in ballet and then how did that translate to a career in acting? Where How did exactly did you get to the point where you ended up auditioning for Bunheads in your you know, in your time it just it's so fascinating to see that you had that that talent the dance talent to begin with and then translated that into acting so i just i'm interested in how that how that went about how you got to acting from dancing yeah um 
it's actually a really interesting story. It's kind of sad in a way, but it ended up okay, you know? Um, and um, <laughs> I guess I, my mom was a ballet dancer and, you know, any ballet dancer, I guess, wants to put their kid in dance <laughs> just because, you know, it's like a natural yeah. thing. Um, I mean, I started dancing when I was like two and a half, three, and then I did ballet from the time I was like five, six, but I didn't really take it serious, like enough to transition to it fully until I was about, um, 10, I started taking it more seriously. And then by the time I was 13, I was completely at a ballet conservatory school. Um, but I had always loved acting and emoting and stuff. And my teacher kind of saw that. And I think that's what made my ballet performances very unique. And people really liked it when I would play roles or when I got to play Clara and, and different kind of roles or like the jester. Um, there's, I mean, there's just lots of little different roles I was able to play as a ballet dancer. And I got to really become a character. And I just always loved finding an escape in that. And um I really, by the time I was 14, 15, decided that I was going to pursue a ballet career professionally, and that's what I wanted to do. And I always wanted to be an actor, but I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to get yeah. into it. And and my mom was just kind of like, okay, well, you decided to do dance, and, you know, she was professional, <laughs> so she could kind of help me. And I was going to, um, it's kind of an American-Russian school in Anaheim, and they kind of had their Anaheim Ballet podcasts and stuff. And But I loved, like, being on camera and stuff and you know so it was a hard decision and I kind of started dabbling a little bit because when I was 13 or 14 um this wonderful coach that I'm still with his name's John Kirby he's coached on thousands of movies I mean um one of his biggest clients is Jim Caviezel and Passion of the Christ and he did a lot of kid movies with Disney and stuff and he actually knew my ballet teacher and he'd come in the summer and my ballet teacher kind of hooked me up with him and um, I remember him saying I was you know curious I'm like oh how do you get into acting I was like 13 or 14 and he's like come back to me when you get your braces on because <laughs> nobody had braces in the business I was like oh my like 13 year old dreams were crushed you know because a year when you're that young is a super long time yeah it always sucks when you're that that age too (laughs) having braces because you're already pissed about it to begin with and now you're like now my career is on hold (laughs) exactly you're ruining me serious yeah (laughs) yeah so but he came back again and then I by the time I was 15 and a half 16 I like went to him for like a private lesson and he's like I'll go to see this agent and then they didn't pick me up and stuff like that because I went to OSHA and they didn't like kids at OSHA because they made them be too committed over there. It's an arts high school, if you're not familiar with oh, it. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and so I actually went there for the musical theater conservatory because I wanted to still do ballet. So I would, like, go to school at 8 a.m., and then um, we'd get out at 5 p.m. after our conservatory ended, and then I'd go straight from there to dance and finish around 10 or something like that. And, oh. um yeah, so, I mean, I was a pretty busy kid. I was just always, I just always loved the arts. I loved, but that's where I got joy, you know, I got joy from that. So, um, by the time I was 18, I, w- I got a scholarship to Boston Ballet, and I'd gone to YGP, and I got a scholarship to Ballet West, and it was kind of a hard decision, but I chose Boston because it was a bigger company, and I don't know, I just kind of thought that'd be a better fit. 
And then I injured myself and I gained weight. And uh, unfortunately, they didn't take me for the school year round because of my weight. And so I always knew that was something I was going to have to struggle with um, just because I love dance. I knew I had the right facility and I, or excuse me, not facility. I knew I had the right technique and I had a lot of things going for me, but unfortunately I did not have the body for it. Um, so it always kind of was something I was dealing with, um, at summer programs and stuff. And I was looking, I did get to study with some really prestigious summer programs. Like I got to go to New York ABT and wow. study there wow. a couple summers. And, and I got to study with Vartine Van Hamel. I'm very knowledgeable about ballet. I, I still love it, you know? Um, but unfortunately I left and I was like 18 and I just graduated high school. I'm like, what the hell do I do now? Like, I'm no, I'm, I didn't apply to any colleges cause I didn't want to do that. I was set. I wanted to go to yeah. Boston. I told everyone yeah. I was going to do Boston and like, Boston's great. cause I got a scholarship and I it just it didn't work out. So I was like, what do I do? I was like, I guess I'll go to community college and take a swimming class because that's the most logical thing, right? Sure. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. Swimming's step. fun swimming in the fall when it's winter you know so um yeah and uh, unfortunately I got in a bad car accident that year and I also broke my toe and it kind of ruined my like ballet career in a sense because I by then I had taken so much time off and for ballet you have to do it every day and I was kind of like well I do really love acting and I said okay I'm gonna try to pursue that and then I did and for six, seven weeks in a row, I happened to book something every week. It was small, you know, like student films, indie projects, just small stuff. But I was like, okay, maybe this feels right, you know, and I was really enjoying it. And I knew it was a path that I had to make a decision on. So when it didn't work out at Boston, I decided, okay, I'm going to do acting. And then nothing happened for a couple months. And, you know, and then all of a sudden, um, the audition uh, about a year later, um, I had just turned like 19 and um, the audition came up for like bunheads on just like an open casting call, which is so weird because you never see that for like eight for network projects. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you can yeah. see open calls for small stuff, but for network, it's yeah, very rare unless they're, yeah, looking for something really specific or, you know, and it's usually something that never fits me, like, you know, nudity or, um, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, we'll pay you a thousand dollars for a full frontal nudity. I'm like, no, that's no, all right. Like, I, I'm <laughs> I, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah. I'm Next. Not that person. But, um, you know, there's lots of stuff like that. Or it's like, we need people who are Croatian, speaking Croatian, and, you know, they have to look like it and be five foot one or something. I'm like, okay, that's not going to work, you know, so the most <laughs> random stuff. But, um, yeah, and then my mom called my manager and agent. By then I had one, and and um, they're like, yeah, we're going to submit her and blah, blah, blah. We already submitted her, and I went in, and then I read for it, and then I left crying because I thought I did so bad. Oh, no. I'm so hard on myself. That's like, terrible. I got in the car, and I'm like, you ruined the only thing that would have ever worked for you. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, like, it's ballet. How could you fail? And I read the character of Boo, and I was like, oh, my God, this is my life because it was about, you know, like a girl who loved ballet and didn't have the right body for it and stuff, and I related to it so much and lots of things that my teachers have told me and that weren't always the nicest things, but you know, it, it's, it was tough, but I was like, Oh my God, this is like my life. Like it's so crazy. And I remember I did Keetri's variation from act one. If you don't know it, you can Google it. It's very like kind of feisty. So I don't know. I was like, Oh my God. And we had to do it in this tiny room. Oh my God. It was awful. They had like, 
they had this long table, like, taking up half the room, and then it was probably, like, about, like, six feet deep and, like, 12 feet long, which is really tiny if you're trying to dance. And I remember after doing everything, and it was on carpet, and they wanted us on point. Uh And I was like, they don't know how to cast dance, obviously. They're, like, putting everything against you. Yeah, yeah, and I remember, you know, like, it it was crazy, but (laughs) the auditions, and they had so many rounds, um, and then Amy was at the second round, and because I had never watched Gilmore Girls, I didn't really know who she was, I was like, oh, okay, she's like a lady with curly, kind of black hair, frizzy little, (laughs) and I'm like, I don't know who she was. Probably wearing a hat. Probably wearing a hat. Yes, yeah, Yeah. yep. (laughs) You know, actually, she wasn't wearing a hat in the audition. What? I remember. I know. She might have brought one with her, but she didn't have it on when I went in. And I did. They had me come in, and, like, I did my dance again, and then the second round. And and then I read the sides, and then I left, and, like... She seemed nice, and she was, like, smiling and stuff in her Amy way. And Did she seem like, intimidating oh, at all? She seemed really nice. No. Oh, okay. She seemed really nice. Like, serious, but 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 in a fun kind of way. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, on set, like, a lot of people were intimidated by her. Yeah. But she always had a good vibe to the actors, and I really appreciated that. Sometimes I got scared a little bit when I get my lines wrong, <laughs> but... <laughs> you know the best from us right you know I'm so grateful that she did that you know um I you know it wouldn't be good without that and um yeah but um (laughs) yeah and then oh third round of audition I remember like other people were there it was like a chemistry read with other people and that's when I first met Emma who um played Melanie and we actually read together. Um, and they had me do my dance again, which I wasn't sure why. And then there's, like, more. And each time there's more and more people in the room. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then um, the fourth audition was, like, a dance. That's a lot of auditions. Just learning wow. a dance. Yeah. yeah. And then the final screening audition was, um, it was just me and this other girl. I can't remember. I think she was from New York. I'm not sure. They flew, like, two people in, which is when I met Bailey. They had flown her in, but we had already kind of heard they had casted Sasha. So I never met Julia until she was on set because I guess they casted her in New York right away. Um, and so, you know, and then I remember, I don't know why, but I remember the other girl playing Boo or uh, auditioning for Boo. She was, like, having this issue with her boyfriend or something, and I, like, <laughs> looked at her, and I was like, it's not worth it. Put the phone away. Like, you want to do the best you can in the audition. And, like, I don't know. I was just so naive and young. Not that it's a bad thing. You're a better person than me because I would have been like, yeah, you really should get all up in that drama. Just figure it out. No, but it's just, like, I was just so happy to get that far. I'd never gotten that far. I mean, every time I got further, I was like, well, maybe my agents will like me more now because I got further. Like, I didn't think I was actually going to get it. I just was happy I got a call back. And that was good for me. I was like, okay, now if I don't get it, I'm okay. Because I got a call back, so it looks good. But, like, you know, and then I got further and it got scary. And I remember I was driving home, like, on my way home. Because I live kind of in a ghetto area. I never really grew up rich, you know. <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> some ghetto stuff slips out occasionally. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, kind of from a little bit of the hood. It's not terrible. But, like, you know, it, it's not the best area either. And so I remember I was, like, 
driving back and I was like in traffic and stuff coming back from Burbank and just kind of like on a high from the whole thing. And I remember like thinking too, like I was begging and she's like, okay. Cause it was like six of us. So Emma was there. Bailey was there. Another girl who was auditioning for Jenny was there. And another girl who was auditioning for boo was there. And that was kind of it. And nobody else was there for the Melanie part. So I kind of knew Emma was going to get it. And, um, and so, um, I remember, like, I was like, I just don't want to be first. And, like, it was nice. Amy had us come in, and she, like, worked with us before we did the audition in front of all the people from ABC Family that came in to watch. And I was just, like, praying. I was like, please don't let me go first. And, of course, they're like, Caitlin, you're going to be first. And I was like, uh, okay. of course. Like, no. <laughs> in my head, my of brain course. was like, oh, no. Like, and I was so nervous. But, yeah, it was crazy. And then when I when – I, was driving home and then my agent called me and she's like I don't get to usually she's like are, are you driving I'm like yeah I'm in traffic and she's like can you pull off so I like pulled in this really shady lot in Denny's like some random place <laughs> off of the freeway nice. there's like a lot of homeless people walking by I'm like okay and they're like we don't get to usually tell people a lot but they want to cast you for the role of boo and I just started crying <gasps> and then I was like oh, really I was like, are you sure it's not a mistake? I, don't know. Oh. I was like, are you serious? And then, you know, and then that happened. This is the greatest yeah. story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was definitely a journey. And then that was only the beginning, you know. It was just, yeah. And then the pilot and then waiting a couple months to see if the pilot's even going to get picked up. And then, yeah, it's just, there's, it's you know, it's crazy. Everything that goes on behind the scenes, you know. I will say this story, while wonderful, makes me even more angry that the show ended up canceled so early because clearly oh. there was so much, like, love and effort and energy put into the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm, I will I will admit we will never forgive ABC Family for that. Right. That's just a caveat on this, epi- on this podcast. We talk about it at True. least once an episode. I'm True. sorry. I mean, I, I know Amy did everything she could to try to save the show. Um yeah, it was just, it's very unfortunate. You know, they got Jennifer Lopez, you know, who can compete with that, you know? So, uh, <laughs> who needs more Jennifer Lopez when you can have cute ballerinas? <laughs> I thought the show was very unique, you know, and very original. And I mean, Definitely. you know, when I was working with them, you know, it was great. I mean, they treated us really well. And Amy was always awesome. She, she's a big, big believer in food trucks I don't know if you guys know that (laughs) but if you didn't oh yeah like like especially in the second half of the season like and she paid for it all herself I was like how do you have this I was just like amazed I was like it was so nice for like the whole crew and stuff mostly because she always had to kind of push our lunches and I mean she just she was always so graceful like during holidays she I remember during the holidays she she had bought like 20 different cakes from this like <laughs> literally 20 like 20 or 25 different cakes from this cupcake shop down the street and like for Christmas and like Hanukkah and everything, like just all the holidays during that kind of season. She's like, okay, everyone eats. I was like, there's a cake for everyone on set. Like literally like, wow. how are we going to eat all this? And like, that's so cool. She just made it really fun to be. And also I love and- though that she's, she's like force feeding ballerinas <laughs> who then have to get up and do dance. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but it's probably because like she knew we needed to eat some. Something. She's like, oh, eat, like, eat, eat. You know, need your energy too for fifteen-hour days. Yeah, 
true. She's also yeah. that kind of like like typical Jewish mother. She has that vibe yes. about her, like yes. eat, eat, eat up. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, she totally did, and it's just so funny. And like, I I mean, she's so funny. She's such a character, but like not in a bad way. I mean, it's it's in a, a really cool, like inspiring way. Like. She's just so inspirational to me, you know, that I can just, you know, like she's completely 100% herself and she's confident in that. And she's such a strong woman. I just, I, I just, I just, she's amazing. I I don't really have enough words to say, you know, how grateful I am just to even have had the experience and to have gotten to work with someone who's so incredibly talented and works hard and passionate and, uh, you know, when you're a passionate person, you don't want to work with people that are just kind of like, uh, you know, I don't yeah, really want to be yep, here and stuff, yeah. you know. So I, I'm i very, you know, I was always very, I respect that so much, you know. Um, yeah, clearly yeah. we agree with that. I mean, our, yeah. you know, one of our <laughs> favorite people in the entire world is the, you know, is Amy Schumacher, you know, the fact that she exists. And we That's talk true. about it all the time, just that she's such a strong feminist role model and that she doesn't even always get the credit for it as no. much as she is and the way she tries so desperately to get women into the greater you know public consciousness showing mm-hmm. exactly what they can do I mean exactly what she did with bunheads trying to show look there are these young girls but not only can they act their asses off but they're also doing these intricate beautiful dances and that women can kind of do all of those things at once because let's be honest, we are magical. And you know, Amy Schiff-Palladino gets that. And that's exactly one of the reasons I love her. Yeah, no, that's beautifully put. I, I don't even know if I can put it any better myself. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'll just have to listen to that over and over. <laughs> I hope she gets to hear that too. I mean, I think she doesn't understand what an impact she has on people sometimes. I mean, I mean, I mean, she does maybe, but um, I mean, I just... I don't know. I just feel like there's not enough thanks sometimes you can give people. And she's just sure, incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she just works so hard and just in the industry, it's, it's still very male dominated, you know, and yeah, yep. just everything from parts to crew to, you know, and she's really kind of paved the way for, you know, different kind of way of life, Hollywood life <laughs> in a sense, you know, it's awesome. We do love her. So I have a mm-hmm. I have a we silly do. question about her. Sure. Um, so I work on the lot where uh, Bunhent's filmed. I'm I'm work with the operations side. Oh yeah, on Gower. On Gower, yeah. So mm-hmm. I've heard that her office was like a bright pink, and the writers' room was like a bright green. Oh yeah. Is that true? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's completely true. Um, yeah, she painted all of our dressing rooms, too. Really? Um, she, yeah, she furnished um, Kelly Bishop's dressing room and Sutton's dressing room. Um, and for the four of us, she painted our f- dressing rooms a light pink when we came back the second time. First time it wasn't like that. Uh, second time it was. Um, but, yeah, she painted the writer's room. Um, it was kind of like a bright, kind of like, oh, God, I don't want to say turquoise because it was like kind of a like seafoamy green kind of like color. And, like, she had, like, all these. It's kind of like if Betsy Johnson came in there and, like, exploded yes. with an Amy Sherman <laughs> Palladino style. It was amazing. <laughs> like, I just wanted to be in there. Like, sometimes we'd go and, like, talk to the writers and be like, what's happening? We always want to know what's happening, and they wouldn't tell us. Or we'd see, like, their ideas on, like, a whiteboard. It was kind of 
cool and I wish I could remember some now but like I don't even think they were like used but it's just all these different like possible situations and like it's just like kind of cool to see that you know um but yeah (laughs) and like they had like all these curtains up and she really made it like a home kind of and that's that really, really cool. If that were me and I had that kind of job that was so much work and so much energy, I'd be like, fuck it. I don't care if you guys are like in a concrete box, you'll deal. And she's like, you need to make it look beautiful. I mean, you can tell she's definitely the type of person who is into aesthetics and that's very important to her, which is part of the reason I love her, her shows. But uh, so different from me where I'd be like, you'll just deal. We're fine. Like, how often are you actually, de- you know, actually paying no. attention to this? And she just, yeah. I I mean, it just speaks to her attention to detail, which is clear mm-hmm. in all shows. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. I know. And Sutton's room was a yellow, and because um, she had she brought um, her dog to set. Unfortunately, her doggy had passed away since then. But um, I loved Linus; he was so cute. But she would bring Linus all the time. So she had like bought. I don't know if Sutton bought it or if Amy bought, but there's like a whole, it was kind of like dog themed because Sutton loves dogs. And so it was really cute. So there's like a little place for Linus to like hang out and chill. And, um, Sutton's dresser, Julian, of course was there. And, um, he'd kind of hang out in there sometimes or like in the worker area for the seamstresses and stuff. But, um, but yeah. And then Kelly's room, I don't know if she painted, I'm trying to remember. I think she painted Kelly's room. Like it was very classy. I just remember that, and, like, she get, she got her, like, this lounge chair, so, like, if she wanted to go and rest, she could, like, have the... That's, a, <laughs> that's adorable. Mm-hmm. Oh, love it so much. I have a question for you. What was your favorite dance performance on Bunheads? Like, we have some of our favorites that just stick out, uh, but there's so many amazing ones. Do you have a favorite performance on the show? Oh, that's really hard. Um, uh... Um, I don't mean oh, to put you on the spot. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I really Well, I will liked, say, go ahead. I don't know. I really liked It's Oh So Quiet just because it was fun to dance. I also really liked Paper or Plastic. That's what um, I was favorite. going to say. That was my favorite <laughs> of yours. Thank you. I think it's the one I had the most featured role in, um, Nutcracker was fun. It wasn't even really that much dancing as it was dance acting, but like it was still that was probably my favorite episode film. Or not probably it was my favorite episode to film was episode ten. It was ten and I did enjoy filming eighteen too, which is ironic because it was like the last ones, but um like before we took a break was ten and then we came back and, and um eighteen was when we finished. But yeah, I don't know. It was just I think I don't know. I did love 18 and I got a little bit emotional um, because we had heard rumors, you know, that we might be getting canceled and stuff because we had seen our ratings and, you know, they weren't as high as we had hoped. And we were kind of holding, well, maybe next week it'll be more and maybe next week. And it was less and less. And it was like, oh, but like I I got like a little emotional because the um, for me almost because. Oh my god, I'm gonna like cry a little bit. Um, we'll because, cry with you. Oh, yep, we will. The first dance that we did in the pilot, when Sutton comes in and she teaches us this little like jumpy jive, and she moves my character Boo to the front when Boo always was in the back and Sasha to the back, mm-hmm. and 
it was like so cool because like I guess I can just relate to that but um when they sneak away in episode 18 and they go to the audition and um to uh when they're like following Sutton because they think she's leaving yeah but she's just going to audition for next yeah um and um, they kind of sneak in and they start dancing with them because Boo just wants to dance, you know, <laughs> she's trying to get them and they just kind of follow her out. But then she goes to the front and they're doing steps that are very similar to the pilot episode. And like just to see the character transformation and stuff, it's just like it makes me like it brings tears to my eyes. But like sometimes I don't know if people got all those little details, you know, that, you know, were put in. But I know that was like kind of a throwback to the pilot you know and i definitely kind of, didn't get that i didn't realize I that either. Like, either yeah i need to go immediately I'm after like, this can after we this stop and, right yeah. now and go watch <laughs> yeah that's, that's amazing a, um, but it makes yeah, so much like, sense for very, it. it makes it very emotional you know for me like i mean i like you know a little tear but it's just like oh like because she finally got her moment to be in front kind of you know and it yeah it just um i don't know like, like from my character's point of view, it means a lot, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. Oh. I love that so story. I'm definitely going to have to go watch those now. Like, yeah. the fact she had the confidence to, like, go up in front and then all the other girls kind of, like, follow behind her when she didn't have the confidence to even be in front at first before Sutton's character came to Paradise. So, there I know, it's just so kind of many cool. levels to ASP's work. They're just awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so do you, you have a favorite? Find new all the time. Oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, so do you have a favorite episode? Would 18 be your favorite episode? Or do you just kind of like um, specific scenes from a bunch of different ones? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I still, as a whole, liked episode 10 was my favorite to film and to watch. Um, it's just because it's so crazy and chaotic and the water. I remember filming that was just so much fun. I couldn't stop laughing. And all like our little dancer friends from Marat Studio were there and now they're all grown up and like professional, which is amazing. But um little Matisse and oh, Eli. Matisse. And, oh Matisse. Uh, she's um an incredible dancer. Like she was gonna stop dancing and like get into acting and we're like no no like you like you need to stay with dancing you're just you're really good you know and she's like incredible she's over at the Bolshoi or something like wow. in the school she's not in the company wow. but she's in the school and that's incredible for an American to go over there it's pretty that's pretty amazing. big deal but that's yeah, awesome. she's an incredible dancer now like oh god beautiful but um anyways um, another tangent now. Oh yeah. The episodes, but I remember it was just so fun to like pretend to be pepper sprayed or maced <laughs> and, and, and then Sutton spraying herself <laughs> walking around and the water just flinging everywhere and like on cameras, they had to like protect the camera. Cause it was, she was just closing her eyes and it was just going everywhere. And People are like stepping and hitting each other. We got to be really bad with our dancing. It was just like so much fun. Like I felt like I was a little kid again. It was just so funny. And then poor Casey, the guy that played Carl, Bailey had to step on his face. It was in the script and stuff. And and so she actually really had to step on his face. Like she was very careful about it. But, you know, like just like stuff. It was just really, really fun to film. I, I love these stories. 
So yeah. in the interest of trying to keep you, like we're trying to be understanding of your time, we really appreciate the fact that you decided to join us tonight. So oh, yeah, no worries. Wrap it up. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to know what's up with Caitlin now. What are you What are you doing? I know we, we heard a little bit about you getting into singing, and we wanted to know a little bit about what you're currently doing, what your plans are for the future. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of a mystery still for me. Um, I would love to put a plan together, but I really don't know what I'm going to be doing in the next couple of years. I'm kind of just starting to rediscover what I really like and kind of going a little bit through um, a, a mid-20s crisis. <laughs> oh, been We've there. all been there. Yeah, and kind of being like, oh, my God, what am I doing with my life? And, you know, um, I had some health setbacks a few years ago, and I had to take care of that, and it's it's all better now. But um, but I, you know, lost a little bit of time and had to get out of the business for a little bit, unfortunately. Um, but I was able to do an episode on Married and everything, which was awesome, with one of the directors that actually directed on Bunheads, Jamie. Um, and um, I, I'm doing, I'm a part of a, it's kind of an indie horror film, just with a friend I've had since before I even did Bunheads, just some people, I just love to work. So I've been just submitting myself for really kind of anything and just working with anybody and meeting new friends and people. I've actually written some of my own stuff that I want to put up. Um, I just don't know if I have the confidence yet. <laughs> I, I feel like this actually gave me a lot of confidence though, just reminding myself of, you know, like an Amy and, and just, um, I don't know. So I'm grateful to you guys too. Um, but, but yeah, I've, I've written kind of this kind of comedic web series. It's really dorky. I I think it's really awful, but, um, (laughs) but, but, you know, like it, it has potential, but, um, you know, it's very character driven, which is exactly how Amy writes, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm an Amy Sherman Paladino by any means, but, um, I mean, just kind of random quirky situations and quirky characters. It's very influenced by her. Um, I've gotten a lot of ideas to write feature film scripts, and um, it's kind of interesting. I just kind of started getting to singing. I've always loved it, but I've been too scared to do it. Um, but I'm kind of getting more confident with that, and I do know a couple, like, music producers, so I may dabble with that a bit and see, you know, if that's something I'd be interested in and that while still doing that, I'm, I'm teaching, which I absolutely love teaching dance. Um, they're, my kids are my, like my family. They're my kids too, what, you know, what, and, age, yeah. what age group do you teach? Um, I teach from, oh my God, uh, the youngest I taught this past year was six, but she turned seven, um, which is the youngest I'll go. It was a little young for me, but she turned out okay. (laughs) I love little kids, absolutely love them, but teaching them, not a fan of teaching little, little kids because I really want to teach them, you know, um, that makes but, me think of a bunhead scene, actually, with you and uh, yeah. Sutton with the, the little girl the, with the little ballerina. Oh yes, yes, the one that had to pee her pants. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or the babysitting stuff when I had to babysit the oh, little boys yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, but yeah, I mean, I do love kids. Like, I love to play with them, but teaching them is different. I I like to teach a little bit older, but um, the eldest I have right now is seventeen. So it's about a 10-year span, you know, and I'm kind of working on this program with my mom, and it's in a lower-income area, so I'm kind of teaching these girls, like, dance and ballet when they, 
never would have thought they liked it and they really love it. I'm actually taking him on a field trip this weekend. We're going to see Giselle. And oh, I love Giselle. So, oh, it's so beautiful. Oh. I'm like a little worried because most of the kids that are coming are a little younger. Like, I mean, they're 10. So I guess, that, but you know, it's still tragic ballet. So it's like, it how is. do you tell like 10 year old? Yeah. They all die in the end. You know? yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's um, rough. But, you know, it, the they all die. But look at how beautiful they are. Oh, yeah, I know. And it's just, you know, like, I've been able to help kids from bad situations and, you know, like, be there for them, you know, and just like, you know, when it comes down to it, I mean, you know, I want to help people and animals and I just want to use stuff. And I do love my art, but if I can use it as a platform, you know, that'd be great. Um, And I'm also the last thing. I'm sorry, I'm talking forever. No, Um, we love it. Keep going. (laughs) We will be here until midnight. Shut up, Kayla, and just just stop. Um, that's what happens if I get tipsy. I talk a lot, but then if I get drunk, <laughs> Same. I, I just sit in the corner and people will be like, "What's up?" I can't show you because it's a face thing, but they're like, "What's up, Kayla?" And be like, "What's up?" <laughs> that's it. So I'm like, "Oh, there, I've reached my limit." But um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess it's good. I'm chatty, so. Um, <laughs> we love it. But, it's been great. Um, I am attached to a project that I can't really say too much about it. Um, but um, it's looking good. I'm still knocking on wood because you know everything's a huge process. And um, with this girl, and her name's Rose, and she's incredible. She's done this all herself, which she's like a mini kind of Amy Sherman Palladino, different personality but the fact or like Lena Dunham I mean she the fact she's she's written it she wants to star in it she's like helping produce it she got some really big people that I can't say (laughs) um like on the production side um but that it'll be kind of a new hit tv kind of series for a young family kind of um era and it's going to be set in the 50s so that'll be really fun um because who doesn't love the 50s right um but um yeah so um that's about all I can say about that but it's in the works and it's been in the works about a year but um they're still getting all the um finances and everything in place but they just did so hopefully it'll be coming out soon um and we start working on it but I'm really excited about it um I'm still you know hoping praying that everything works out because you never know this is such a crazy industry um but until then I'm just gonna keep working on stuff keep dancing teaching um writing my own stuff singing so (laughs) kind of I might have too many fingers and too many pies right now but you know pies pies are really yummy you know what I have to say uh not only am I exhausted to just hear I know you're currently sorry also um I kind of hate people who are that talented they're like oh and then I did this and then I did this and I was great in all of it so while I love you I also kind of hate you that you have that much talent that you took like I feel like you sucked it out of me and you took it all for yourself it's amazing I'm sorry well no I'm, I'm the talent is yet to be discussed the fact that I'm doing it is a different story talent is to be debated we'll see I don't consider myself a singer by any means you know I'm just dabbling in it. but you know and I'm still working on acting, still in class. There's still anything I can learn. I just, I guess I just want to learn as much as I can, you know. I think we can all attest to the fact that you are very talented. 
Yep. Yeah. Well, you thank really, you. You really need to give nice. yourself some more credit. You are amazing. Like yeah. we talk about it all the time on our podcast about how Boo is one of like the best characters on Bunheads. Oh, thank yes, you. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, Boo and Boo's an mom. In- yeah, I have I have oh, a really weird soft that- spot for Boo's mom. I can't oh, even tell you her so name, great. but I just call her Boo's mom, and I love her so much. <laughs> Nanette, <laughs> she's so, she's so awesome. Yeah, she's so funny. She's like, she's a really good actress. She's just so natural. Everything just, yeah, I just came yeah. out. She shot Booth on Bones. She did. That's always what messes me up. And she was in True Blood, and um, as like a trailer park trash person. So oh it's like God. all these. I know, right? She's yeah. like, I love that. That's what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> I want to be like people who can disguise themselves in all these different roles and you won't recognize them. Like, that's oh. my goal. That's I love Boo's mom. That's, that's, how, that's what I'm going to end on that is I love Boo's mom, even though we're yes. talking that's about Boo. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. She's incredible, too. Except when she buys the cake. I don't like her so much then. Oh. Yeah, that, that, that's not the good moment. But the rest of it. But everything okay. But the the so she was trying to you know be nice. It, with the intentions were good. It's true. It's, it's true. true. It's no. a true story. <laughs> well, well uh, all right. Beggins, do yeah. you have anything else you want to talk about at this point? You know, I think Caitlin, you did a fantastic job from bringing us from A to Z. <laughs> From beginning to end. You guys are great, and you make me feel so comfortable, too. So thank you. I actually, truth be told, I hate interviews. They scare me. I get so nervous. I don't know. Like, I can be a character, but I felt so calm, and thank you guys so much. I didn't feel so nervous, so that was awesome. Well, we're We're glad to hear it. This was so much fun. Just getting ready. I was like, I was thinking it was on camera, too, and I'm like, my God, I'm not just like, I need to look decent myself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, they can't see how much I'm sweating right now. Yeah, to be honest, the reason why we don't do camera is because we tend to do this, la- I mean, especially me, I'm in Connecticut, so it's later at oh, night, yeah. and it's after a full day. We don't want to have to, have to, you know, we'll make sure our hair either. looks good and stuff. So we're, I'm like, I'm in pajamas right now, and I'm just oh, like, I'm so on my couch. <laughs> so yeah, no, I no, we don't like the camera. Do I was in pajamas until the interviews. <laughs> I was right there with you. Oh, no. <laughs> well, next but, time, because we would yeah. love to have you back on at another time, you oh, can wear thanks. pajamas. Okay, <laughs> I up. will yep. definitely do that. <laughs> awesome. Well, All right. thanks for having, thanks for being here, yeah, Caitlin. Thank yeah. you so much. This was a lot of fun, you guys, and keep it up. I think it's so fun. I think it's great. Um, okay, so you can find us on Twitter at Drunk Ballet, Facebook at Stumbling Ballerinas, Tumblr, even though I never update it, at <laughs> no, Stumbling Ballerinas. I don't. <laughs> don't We're going to Tumblr. Uh, email us at stumblingballerinas at gmail.com. Um, is there any anything specific that you would want to plug, Caitlin? I mean, we talked about your upcoming project, which we'll all definitely keep an eye out for. Yeah, and I will post as soon as I can. But yeah, just until the deals are in place, I gotta keep it under wraps. It's just a confidentiality thing. So, (laughs) well, I really hope it takes off. It'll be super original and fun and really cute. So, sounds good. So, as soon Mm -hmm. as we hear anything about that, we'll also let you guys know. Um, Keep an eye out for our featured drink recipes honoring our beloved Bunheads characters. Uh, We just did one recently, didn't we? 
Yeah, you had one about Boo, too. We did have one about Boo. (laughs) I saw that. It was really cute. It was cake-flavored, not to bring up those bad memories of that episode. I know. Uh, uh, We did recently have... We did well. We did a sangria because just to share the recipe, our last character drink was, I believe, for Liza Wiley. Millie. Millie, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was Millie. Oh, it was the right. blue drink because mm-hmm. Millie drinks blue alcohol when she has something to celebrate. Yes, right. So, <laughs> be on the lookout for our next drinks. Uh, again, thank you, Caitlin, so much for being here. We really, really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. I really did too. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, and for everyone else, thanks for joining us in paradise for a few drinks. Please stumble back in for our next episode when we actually discuss the astronaut and the ballerina. Hashtag Sutton Foster is alive. <laughs>